Coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, we talk about adrenaline dominance with Dr. Michael Platt. I respect the fact that functional medicine doctors, you know, approach problems related to the cause, but you cannot understand the causation of illness without knowing about adrenaline, uh, because there are so many conditions that are related to adrenaline that, and they're missing it. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp Podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper. Thank you for pressing play today. We are so grateful, and you're not going to regret it because today's episode is a fun and informative one. We bring on for the first time Dr. Michael Platt to talk about a topic we haven't really gone deep on, which is adrenaline dominance. You're going to have your mind blown. I sure did. And this opened up a whole new rabbit hole for me to go study. And ever since this episode was recorded, I've been learning a lot about adrenaline dominance. And I'm going to apply, and I have been applying some of the information I learned during my interview with Dr. Michael Platt. So, what you're going to learn is about why adrenaline dominance is at the root cause of so many symptoms you might be experiencing. We'll go through the gamut of symptoms. What exactly is adrenaline? How does it work in the body? How does it function with progesterone and other hormones? He's going to break it all down for you. He's going to share about fibromyalgia and why the cause is excess adrenaline. He's going to talk about other autoimmune diseases, the correlation between people with ADHD, and people who have high levels of adrenaline. Dr. Platt reveals some major insights on some signs to pay attention to if you have too much adrenaline. He says most people have too much adrenaline. He gives you the solution, by the way. The solution is progesterone, but he explains it in a much more efficient way that I can. There are a few strategies you can use to lower adrenaline. He'll talk about the role of changing your diet and getting into ketosis and why he loves ketones as a way to lower adrenaline and why he loves green leafy vegetables and why he loves focusing on progesterone. He also talks about conventional doctors and why they're not talking about adrenaline. They're missing the cause here. He gets into his progesterone cream, which he's a big believer of and how that could help, why endogenous depression can go away when you lower your adrenaline levels. He'll explain exactly what endogenous depression is versus exogenous depression. He talks about why it's important to take responsibility and ownership and your health into your own hands, and we cannot keep going down the sick care model. And as I wrapped up the interview, he said, hey, can I share one more thing? And I said, absolutely. And he says, I want to share about how to support your immune system with what's happening in the world and why he believes vitamin D is the key. So he'll share that at the end. Make sure you stick around. We also put a link with a coupon code to his products and books. So you could find that in the notes down below if you want to get some of his products and books after listening to this episode. Before I bring him on, I want to take a minute here to get to the Apple Podcast rating and review of the day this is a five-star review from Keo, titled Keto Master. Ben helped my girlfriend and I start with a ketogenic diet through his podcast. Unlike many that start keto, we were both already close to our goal weight, so weight loss was not our main focus. We are more concerned about our health and longevity, and I was worried this was not a sustainable diet. 
But after listening to the Keto Camp podcast, I realized it is sustainable. And he has taught us so many details about keto that made this lifestyle so much easier. Thanks, Ben. Keo, that is awesome. I'm so glad you're doing it with your girlfriend. And you said it well at the end there. This is a lifestyle. And it is sustainable when you practice the keto flexing method that we teach you. So thank you for pressing play. Thank you for taking the time to leave a rating and review. If you have not left the Keto Camp Podcast a rating or a review yet on Apple Podcasts, please do so right now. It really does help the show grow, helps us reach more people, and essentially change more lives for the better. For those who decide to leave a rating and review, take a screenshot of your rating and review on Apple Podcasts and send that screenshot to support at ketocamp.com. So email us, support at ketocamp.com, camp with the K. When we see your email, we will reply with a link to download for free my KetoFlex cookbook with 21 fat-burning keto recipes. Did you know there's actually beverages that can supercharge your fasting results? My favorite, which is a keto powerhouse, is apple cider vinegar. There's a ton of research showing apple cider vinegar has been beneficial for boosting your metabolism, suppressing appetite, reducing fat storage. That's because apple cider vinegar contains acetic acid, which is a short-chain fatty acid that's been shown to promote weight loss in those ways. Also, apple cider vinegar is one of the best ways to balance your blood sugars. A study showed apple cider vinegar improved insulin sensitivity after high-carb meals up to 34%. We also know that apple cider vinegar stimulates digestion, acts as a biostimulant to help break down the fat you're eating on keto. Another research study showed apple cider vinegar protects against mineral depletion. If you're like me, you probably don't like the taste of apple cider vinegar. I think it tastes disgusting. That's why my go-to is Paleo Valley's Apple Cider Vinegar Complex. This is an organic blend of apple cider vinegar and four more gut and health supportive superfoods. I take this before my meals, I take it before coffee, and this enhances my fast and my blood sugar regulation. You'll find it contains organic apple cider vinegar, organic turmeric, organic ginger, organic Ceylon cinnamon, and organic lemon. Since you are a listener of the Keto Camp podcast, we worked out an exclusive discount code for you to get the apple cider vinegar complex capsules and all of the products over at Paleo Valley. All you need to do is head to paleovalley.com and use the coupon code KETOCAMP15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order. By the way, they got delicious beef sticks and an awesome organ meat complex. Go check them out. Paleovalley.com. That is KetoCamp15 at checkout. We'll also drop a link down below in the show notes. Okay, let's talk about adrenaline dominance with Dr. Michael Platt. Dr. Michael Platt is a board-certified practitioner in internal medicine and the president of Platt Wellness Center and one of the most well-known specialists in natural hormone replacement, successfully treating thousands of patients all across the world. He is the renowned author of his book, Adrenaline Dominance, being the only book ever written that explores how excess adrenaline affects our body. Michael has also written other books like The Miracle of Bioidentical Hormones. Numbers-wise, in 1995, Dr. Michael Platt opened up a clinic in Palm Desert, California, where he began employing his Platt Protocol, a natural approach to hormone balance and wellness. In 1997, the Platt Wellness Center became a leader in the research and advancement of the therapeutic use of progesterone cream as well as other bioidentical hormones. Here's Dr. Michael Platt. Dr. Michael Platt, welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast. Oh, hi there. Thanks for joining me. I was just telling you off the air that we haven't really dove deep into adrenaline on the podcast, and I'm excited to do so with the perfect person to educate on adrenaline. I'm curious, you've been in the game of clinical experience as a doctor for over 40 years, and you've seen a lot, you've done a lot throughout your career. What made you focus on adrenaline, which you call the subtitle of your book, A Revolutionary Approach to Wellness? Why the focus on adrenaline? Well, actually, I started focusing on all hormones. Uh, my mother died of breast cancer when she was only 61 years old. 
And I realized right after she died that I had inherited her hormones. You know, people don't realize that men and women have the identical hormones, different level, but the same hormones. So the fact that she died of breast cancer, I realized that she had a problem with progesterone, which is the hormone that protects women from breast cancer. And also um, she had a, a, a belly on her. She, you know, she had a lot of fat around her waist, nowhere else. And the only thing that puts on fat around the middle was insulin. So I was thinking, well, maybe there's a connection between progesterone and insulin. And in those days, I used to have to slap my face every time I was driving, trying to keep my eyes open because of, again, a low blood sugar. So I started using progesterone cream and I never got sleepy again, driving. So I knew that there was a connection and that's what got me really interested in hormones. I tried to learn as much as I could. And, and then I started, I opened up um, a wellness clinic dealing with hormones and I had the advantage where I could sit down and talk to people for like two hours. And let me tell you something, when you read my books, you'll notice that there are no references in my books to other articles or books, because everything I've learned, I've learned from talking to my patients. And so it, it was talking to my patients that I started to see a connection between adrenaline and how that affects you know, people's lives. You know, I had patients that had trouble sleeping. I had people with anger issues and uh, people with trouble focusing with ADHD. And, and, and I started realizing that all these, all these problems related to excess adrenaline. And after a number of years, I wrote a book called Adrenaline Dominance, which you mentioned. And that's the only book that has ever been written that actually talks about adrenaline. I mean, it's completely off the radar of the whole medical community. And, you know, and you probably deal with a lot of um, your, your listeners have trouble with weight and people don't realize that adrenaline is probably the number one cause of weight gain. And we'll talk about that. So that's how I got involved with, <laughs> wound up getting involved with adrenaline, but it started out with all hormones. When you say adrenaline, too much adrenaline causes fatigue, how does that happen? And, and you could just give a brief overview of what exactly adrenaline is in the body, how it works, and all, same thing with progesterone. Okay, well, adrenaline is both a hormone as well as a neurotransmitter. And you may have heard of a condition called fibromyalgia. Yes. You know, which, which is only caused by excess adrenaline. But when people have fibromyalgia, one of the main things they complain about is fatigue. And the reason why they have fatigue is that the adrenaline, which is the fight or flight hormone, you know, people, when they have a lot of adrenaline, they keep their muscle tense. And, and when you keep muscle tense, you use up a tremendous amount of energy. So part of the fatigue when it comes to excess adrenaline is due to just keeping muscle tense. Another reason why people get a lot of fatigue with, with adrenaline is that it prevents them from sleeping. You know, people with a lot of adrenaline, they grind their teeth, they toss and turn, they have restless leg syndrome, they get up at night to urinate because adrenaline peaks during the night. And also when people have a lot of adrenaline and it creates stress and the body responds to stress by putting out cortisol, cortisol is an antithyroid hormone. So many people with too much adrenaline are also low in thyroid, which can also contribute to fatigue. So let me tell you something. It, yeah. You know, doctors are not trained to treat the cause of illness. They're just trained to give out Band-Aids. And they're not even good at that because these Band-Aids are the third leading cause of death. Yeah. But anyway. I agree. And when you say doctors, you mean allopathic conventional doctors, not functional forward-thinking doctors. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Anyway, getting somebody well, you just need to sit down and talk to them, find out what their concern is, and treat the cause of their problem. It, it's that easy. And uh, proge explain progesterone, how that works, and how does that help to uh, keep adrenaline in check? I know it helps keep estrogen in check, but what about the adrenaline component? Well, you know, progesterone is an, is an exceptionally important hormone. And, and most people, including doctors, think that it's a woman's hormone. And again, they don't realize that men and women have the identical hormones, different levels, same hormones. And men, you know, they stop producing progesterone right around the age of 50. It stops. And completely. Yeah. And, and what's interesting is that after the age of 50 is when men start getting prostate cancer and they start getting weight around the middle. And the reason for that is that they, they no longer have progesterone to protect them from estrogen, which causes prostate cancer and or insulin, which causes fat around the middle. So it's an incredibly important hormone for men and women. And yet 
it's extremely rare that a doctor ever prescribes progesterone for a man. I, in my practice, I've never come across any patient who ever was on progesterone, a male patient that was on progesterone. And even nowadays when doctors do prescribe progesterone, they prescribe an oral progesterone, something like Prometrium, which is an oral progesterone. And what they don't realize is that progesterone, when taken orally, goes straight to the liver, converts into a different hormone called allopregnanolone. So they're not getting progesterone. Anyway, so progesterone, uh, it's, a, it's a steroid hormone. It's mostly known for blocking estrogen, mostly known for giving, you know, and that's why they give it to women. But progesterone also blocks insulin, and it also blocks adrenaline. So when people start using progesterone, they no longer get sleepy in the afternoon when insulin peaks. They don't get sleepy when they're driving. But more importantly, it, it blocks adrenaline. That's actually what I specialize in is excess adrenaline. When somebody takes or, oral progesterone, you said the liver needs to convert it, it turns into a different hormone. Is it the same thing when you eat foods that help your body produce progesterone? Or what is the role of foods that produce progesterone? Actually, progesterone comes from two sources. One, one is soy and the other is yam. But you cannot eat yam or soy and have it convert into progesterone. That has to be done in the factory. Got it. <laughs> yeah. So there's nothing that people can take that will actually increase their progesterone level. Okay, got it. And then you mentioned that when you start to take progesterone, it'll help with your energy levels. For example, with, with you, you used to drive and kind of slap your face, but now you slap on progesterone, which, which helps. If somebody has adrenaline dominance, which I think you said most people do, the majority of the population do, in the beginning, will they have actually increased energy levels and, and focus, and then eventually they begin to kind of burn out, and then we'll see, or they'll experience fatigue, or does that happen right off the bat? What's nice about adrenaline is that this is, as a neurotransmitter, it gives people intelligence. And as, an, as a neurotransmitter, it enhances what's called creativity. So the most intelligent, successful, creative people in the world have a lot of adrenaline. So I can't say that everybody has a lot of adrenaline, but it's very, very common. You know, th there are literally millions and millions of people that have been diagnosed with ADHD. And ADHD is all about adrenaline. But again, the most intelligent, successful, creative people in the world have ADHD. It's not a bad thing. And it's not a learning disorder, even though they keep on trying to think that people have a learning disorder when they have ADHD. It's an interest disorder. If people are interested and they have ADHD, they'll focus. If they're not interested, they will not focus. And, and the reason for that is a neurotransmitter. The mind goes very quickly from adrenaline. So if they're not interested, they get distracted very easily. Mm. But what's interesting is that if you lower adrenaline levels, and we'll talk about that, you know, once you lower adrenaline, you can actually get rid of ADHD in 24 hours. Wow. Uh, and yet they have all these millions of children that are on these very toxic drugs with a side effect of sudden death. Yeah. That's one of the side effects of these drugs. But again, remember, doctors are not trained to treat the cause of illness. They just give out drugs. That's right. Yeah, they're putting on Band-Aids. I want to take a quick break here to share with you about the dangers of taking fish oil. I know, shocking. I was somebody who took fish oil every single day for years. And then I came across a ton of research showing the dangers of consuming fish oil. I immediately found an amazing product called Pureform. Pureform is a plant-based omega. And the cool thing about Pureform is that it is uniquely processed with nitrogen to preserve it and make sure it does not oxidize. These essential fatty acids are cold pressed and you get the proper balance of omega-6 and omega-3 to feed your cells what it desires. We know that life begins and ends at the cell membrane. And when you have the proper fats, the building blocks for those cell membranes, all of a sudden, your fat-burning hormones can do its job. So you lose weight. All of a sudden, your cells produce energy, so you feel good. So we know that cellular health is key for performance and longevity. So I've been taking Pureform every single day my dog takes it every single day. So does my girlfriend and my mom. This is how much I love the product. If you want to get your bottle delivered to your door, head over to purelifescience.com. Check them out. 
order a bottle or two, and you'll be amazed by how you feel after taking this just after a few days. That is purelifescience.com. Use the coupon code BEN4 to apply a $4 off coupon. That is BEN, B-E-N, and the number four. International shipping is available. Okay, let's go back into this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. So when you talk about fibromyalgia, ADHD, what are other conditions that are commonly misdiagnosed but are actually too much adrenaline? Well, bipolar disorders, PTSD. There's a condition called PMDD, uh, premenstrual dysphoric disorder, which is a severe form of PMS. There's a condition called hyperemesis gravidarum, where women vomit throughout their entire pregnancy, which is also caused by adrenaline. An overactive bladder uh, is caused by adrenaline. Interesting. It's the, you know, the only cause of anxiety is adrenaline. And there are a lot of people nowadays with anxiety. But, you know, but what's interesting, adrenaline starts at a very early age, excess adrenaline. You may have heard of babies that get colic. Yeah. Colic is all about adrenaline, and you can actually get rid of it in three minutes. With progesterone. With progesterone cream. Just put it on the baby's belly. It goes away in three minutes. Um, And then you may have heard of bedwetting in children. Yeah. It's only caused by adrenaline, and you can get rid of that in 24 hours, and yet some kids deal with it for years. You know, ringing in the ear is very commonly caused by excess adrenaline because when people have a lot of adrenaline, they very often carry a lot of tension in the back of the neck, and that muscle tension cuts off the blood supply to the inner ear, and they get ringing. Again, that's very easy to fix. Uh, Most causes of headaches are caused by adrenaline. Hmm. Uh, again, by tensing up the uh, back muscles, restless leg syndrome, irritable bowel syndrome, insomnia, uh, all caused by excess adrenaline. You know, it, it's probably the number one cause of addiction. You know, people get into drugs and alcohol because they just want to relax. But again, when it comes to addiction, nobody ever talks about the cause of why people get involved with drugs and alcohol. Could it also be sugar addiction and food addiction in that category? Well, the brain craves sugar. And when it comes to adrenaline, the, uh, there's only two reasons why the body releases adrenaline. You know, one is if you're in danger. You know, they call it the fight or flight hormone. But that's a very rare reason why the body puts out adrenaline, unless you live in a war zone. But the primary function of adrenaline is to raise sugar levels for the brain. Mm. And what most people do not realize is that the brain uses more sugar than any other tissue in the body yeah. for, for weight. And anytime the body detects a, a drop in sugar in the brain, it simply puts out adrenaline to raise sugar levels. Mm. And so this can happen all day and all night. You know, it, it all depends on how much sugar is being burned up. But normally speaking, the brain uses a fuel in about three or four hours. And so if you're not giving the brain the fuel that it needs, you're going to be living on adrenaline. And needless to say, adrenaline peaks at 2.30 in the morning, which is when the brain runs out of fuel. So right around 2.30 in the morning, the body is pouring out adre- adrenaline to raise sugar levels. And the whole thing about sugar is that it doesn't matter whether you're eating sugar or if the body's making sugar. If you don't burn up the sugar, the body takes all that sugar and puts it into your fat cells for storage. Mm-hmm. It's fat. And it gets worse because the adrenaline creates stress to the body. Then the body releases cortisol to deal with the stress. And the first thing cortisol does, it also raises sugar levels through a different process. And so now while people are just lying in bed, they're putting out two hormones that raise sugar and they're not burning it up. And I I am convinced it's the number one cause of weight gain and nobody ever talks about, Hmm. you know, people don't talk about gaining weight while they're sleeping, but that's, you know, that's it. I talk about the role of cortisol and weight gain and stress, but now I'm getting more clear on actually the role of adrenaline and and what's happening here. So if somebody is doing keto, like my uh, audience, and they're actually producing ketones. Now they're using both glucose and ketones. Can that benefit adrenaline reduction? Absolutely. Um, You know, we're talking about the the brain. Brain requires two different fuels to to function. One is glucose, uh, but a more important fuel for the brain to function are, are ketones. So by providing ketones to the brain and glucose, you can get a significant drop in in the release of adrenaline within 24 hours. You know, people that have road rage, you know, road rage is only caused by adrenaline. (laughs) And you can get rid of road rage in 24 hours. I mean, that's how quickly, you know, it's not a long-term process to get people well. 
Wow. So you hear that, those in Miami, because Miami has the most road rage. Oh, really? <laughs> Get your <laughs> adrenaline in check and we'll uh, fix this problem here. That's fascinating. So that's just one of many benefits of doing a ketogenic lifestyle, get those ketones, which could balance out the adrenaline. You're right. A lot of people who are sugar burners and they're not in ketosis, that's why they need to eat every two to three hours to get that, keep that glucose up in the brain. But when you're sleeping, you can eat and then you get that production. And all of a sudden, what happens? You wake up in the middle of the night and you're wired and tired. Is that typically what will happen? Well, when it comes to adrenaline, I, I recommend that people eat something before they go to sleep. Even somebody who's in ketosis? Well, you know, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't recommend a ketogenic diet to people because it's a very hard diet to accomplish. You know, some people love it and that's fine, but the brain needs glucose. So when people are on a ketogenic diet, they very rarely eat vegetables and vegetables are the best source of glucose for the brain. Mm -hmm. So to me, it doesn't, you know, if they could do a ketogenic diet and get their ketones, I have no problem with that. If they are not able to, then you can actually get ketones directly from coconut oil and mm -hmm. MCT oil. But it's also, I would think that when people are on a ketogenic diet, they can have green vegetables. And, and the reason I say that is that green vegetables are like zero glycemic. They don't produce any insulin. So I, I would think that people on a ketogenic diet might be able to get away with green vegetables. Yeah. So when, you, when we talk about keto, I mean, of course... Doc, there's many different ways to do keto. So the way that we teach it here at Keto Camp is, first of all, we don't stay in ketosis long-term. We do what's called keto flexing, which is my book. But when we are doing keto and eating up to 50 grams of carbs per day, we're focusing on green leafy vegetables for those carbs. So if somebody's following that scenario, what are your thoughts on that? Then th that would be wonderful. Okay. But, you know, but, the, but you keep in mind that the brain runs out of fuel and after about three or four hours. So when they're doing intermittent fasting, they're going a long period without fuel. <laughs> but again, you have a lot more experience with intermittent fasting than I have. because I, So it may be that people get away with it. You know, I, I treat people rather than lab tests. And if, if they're sleeping okay and they don't have anger issues, they don't have any problems with excess adrenaline, it doesn't matter to me what they're doing. They can do the intermittent fasting or whatever. But you have to remember that a lot of people that you're dealing with also do a lot of exercise. Yes. You know, and they're burning, again, the muscles are burning up glucose, which takes the glucose away from the brain. And so I don't know. It, it, everybody's different. They're, believe me, there is no one size fits all when it comes to treating patients. Agreed. I agreed 100%. And you know, offline, full transparency, before we hit record, you were like, eh, I asked you if we should not talk about something. And you were like, well, you know, I'm not a big fan of fasting, especially when somebody has high adrenaline. And uh, I want to talk more about that. Like, what are some things somebody, you kind of mentioned it, anger, but what are some other things somebody might pay attention to if they're doing fasting a lot, but they have high adrenaline levels and it's actually causing more harm than good? What are some things they should pay attention to? Okay, well, you know, people that have a lot, you know, when they have a lot of adrenaline, you know, first of all, they'll, they'll wake up during the night because adrenaline peaks during the night. They'll find very often they're very little quick to anger, a little short fused because adrenaline is an anger hormone. They'll have cold hands and cold feet, mm. uh, which is always blamed on an underactive thyroid, but it's actually adrenaline because adrenaline is a survival hormone. And as a survival hormone, it cuts off blood supply to certain areas of the body that are not needed for survival. They can wind up with cold hands and cold feet. Uh, it cuts off blood supply to the intestines. And that's where constipation comes from, which they call irritable bowel syndrome. They, people with a lot of adrenaline will almost always have a lot of tension in the back of the neck. So that's another clue that they have too much adrenaline. So the sleeping, the anger, um, the neck tension, cold hands, cold feet, constipation, you know, these are pretty classic signs. And they'll have trouble focusing. You know, mm -hmm. ADHD is, uh, again, it's not a learning disorder, it's an interest disorder. Agreed. So, so they'll have trouble focusing unless they're interested. When you mention cold hands and feet, do you think Raynaud's, which is autoimmune disease, might be commonly misdiagnosed as somebody with high adrenaline? Are you familiar with Raynaud's? I, I am, and I would say you're absolutely correct. Huh, because I have Raynaud's. Well, I suspect that you're a very creative type person, and you also work out. I can I can look yes. at your workout. So you you probably live on adrenaline. Mm, and I fast, but I mm. but I don't fast. I, I aim not to fast too much. So okay, continue. So you would you would venture to guess that 
somebody like me, which my Raynaud's has gotten a lot better over the years, you would guess that a big part of the reason why I might have cold hands and feet and get Raynaud's flare-ups is because of excessive adrenaline for myself. Yes, I would, <laughs> I would, I would put that on the top, top of the list. Because usually when people have Raynaud's as part of an autoimmune process, they also have other autoimmune problems like lupus or cleroderma or whatever. But no, I, I think yours is adrenaline. So I would be a great case study. I've never taken progesterone before. So I would be a great case study to get some of you. Or you have a progesterone cream. Is that what you have? Yeah, we have two different creams. One with oil of lavender, one without. They're both 5%. Now, 5% means that each pump uh, provides 50 milligrams of progesterone. And that's the exact strength you need to block adrenaline. So people, when they first start using progesterone, if they have a lot of adrenaline, they, they right away, within minutes, they're going to feel my, much more relaxed. Uh, they're able to focus a lot better. And there's no downside to it. It won't shut down my body's own capability of creating progesterone? It can't, because there's no such thing as a progesterone-stimulating hormone. So it, it won't affect uh, your production of progesterone at all. Interesting. And, you know, some of your listeners may have animals. Progesterone is actually good for dogs also uh, that have what's called separation anxiety, which uh, and separation anxiety in, in dogs is caused by adrenaline. My dog and, has that, and he's very lightning thunder. He'll start shaking. Yeah, well, just you just need to put some progesterone cream inside the ear, huh. and it'll, within a minute, it'll, it'll go away. Wow, that's fascinating. Uh, how much do I put? He's an 85-pound dog. Well, you, you can't overdose him. So, and you, you can see from how he reacts, how much he needs. Okay. Um, so start, start small and then see how he reacts. And remember, he's got two ears. So there's, there's room for, but it's like skin inside the ear and it gets absorbed immediately. Fascinating. Okay. I'm going to give you some feedback on myself and my Raynaud's and my dog with his, his anxiety. If you're anything like me, you probably spend some money each month on your supplements. But what if you're still tired and you just don't feel 100% well? Well, there could be a deficiency. What if there was a way to know if you were actually absorbing your supplementation or not absorbing and maybe you're taking too much of something? Well, what I'm bringing you today is a chance to accurately test all of that. In this case, I'm talking about upgraded formulas, upgraded hair test kit and consultation and once you uncover these hidden deficiencies, you could get rid of these symptoms you might be experiencing that might be affecting your thyroid, adrenals, or much more. Upgraded Formulas is a very cool company. I interviewed Barton Scott, who is the founder and chemical engineer who helps craft all their supplements, and they have this really cool upgraded mineral deficiency analysis. So say goodbye to blood and urine tests, which typically indicate short-term results, Hair is the best identifier, and you could get that hair from your head, armpit area, or even pubic area, and you'll receive a consultation with a member of Upgraded Formulas to help discuss your results. And it's very simple. Collect your hair sample, send it in, and get your results fast. We've worked out an exclusive deal, KetoCamp podcast listeners, to receive 10% off your order. Head to UpgradedFormulas.com, use the coupon code BEN10, at checkout to get your hair mineral kit and any other supplements that you could find on their website. That is upgradedformulas.com. Use the coupon code BEN10. Let's talk a little bit more about the blood sugar regulation. So let's talk about those. I mean, it's estimated that 88% of Americans have some sort of metabolic disorder, aka high glucose levels, high insulin levels, which is really the high insulin, that's the issue. So somebody who has high constant insulin levels, they're eating every two to three hours, high carbohydrates, processed carbohydrates, that is actually leading to these, this issue of high adrenaline. Is that what's happening? What is actually is happening there? Well, now remember the body's putting out adrenaline to raise sugar levels. And also keep in mind that a very common blood test that they do is what's called the hemoglobin A1C. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, a, it's a measure of sugar in red cells over the last, the prior three months. And when it's elevated, people are told they're pre-diabetic. But I can tell you unequivocally that all these people actually just have a lot of adrenaline. 
And the reason why they have elevated hemoglobin A1C is because they have too much adrenaline, which keeps on raising sugar levels. <laughs> you know, while we're talking about tests, a lot of people get saliva tests done. And I just want your listeners to realize that when people have a lot of adrenaline, you cannot do a saliva test. And, and the reason for that is that, you know, I talked about adrenaline cutting off blood supply to areas of the body not needed for survival. Well, that includes the salivary glands because they're not needed for survival. So when they do a blood test, uh, I mean, a saliva test, they get a low cortisol level in the saliva. And based on that, they diagnose adrenal fatigue. And adrenal fatigue is a condition that does not exist. Adrenal fatigue is really adrenaline dominance. And if they did a blood test, they would find that the cortisol level is actually high. But they base all the problems related to adrenal fatigue on a low cortisol. In fact, they even treat it with cortisol when the levels of cortisol are actually high to begin with. Yeah. And cortisol is not a happy hormone. Not only does it create fat from raising sugar levels, but you know it causes osteoporosis and it damages the immune system. And nowadays, it's not a good time to have a damaged immune system. Yeah, it's very catabolic. It's a it's a bully. What about urine? Like a, I believe the Dutch test provides adrenaline. Well, the best test, if somebody's interested in finding if, 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 if their body's producing too much adrenaline, is actually a cortisol level, a blood cortisol level done before nine o'clock in the morning. And, and the reason for that, remember, adrenaline peaks around 2.30 in the morning, and then it produces, it creates stress, the body puts out cortisol. So a cortisol test is actually the best test for excess adrenaline done before nine o'clock in the morning. In a fasted state? No, it did not have to be fasting. I, you know, my entire clinical career, I've never ordered a fasting blood test. Wow. Never understood why doctors do that. If it's high in the morning, your cortisol at 9 a.m., that blood test, that'll signify that you have high adrenaline, too much adrenaline. There's nothing else that would do that. Mm. Okay. That's a good thing. to. I'm going to do that as well. That's That's fascinating. Well, but, you know, it's funny is that I very rarely order tests because I treat people. I don't treat lab tests. I, I love that. How, how many patients would you say, if you could ballpark it, how many patients have you worked with in the 40 years? Oh, oh that, tens of thousands. That's great. You know, I, I wrote a book called The Miracle of Bioidentical Hormones. Yeah. And it literally brought thousands of patients to my office from all over the country and all over the world came in because of that book. Needless to say, the medical board in California, their, their experts felt the ideas in that book were so dangerous, I shouldn't be practicing medicine. But all the book talked about was treating the underlying cause of illness and, and getting people off drugs. You know, I'm not a big fan of drugs. I had to be honest with you. So Me too. Well, that makes sense that they came after you because uh, the pharmaceutical industry is a billion-dollar industry. They don't like your message. Oh, trust me. They went after me. Oh, yeah. wow. Uh, well, thank you for, for speaking so boldly. What are some other ways, besides progesterone, what are some other ways to taper down adrenaline? Well, actually, the best way of tapering down adrenaline is eating correctly. And again, that's the, the ketones and glucose from the vegetables, and you know, which is what you're actually proposing to your people. So Awesome. That's good news. And with, now what the progesterone does, it blocks the adrenaline, and it's, it's like icing on the cake. Now, I should mention um, there's only one downside to progesterone cream. And that's when people have what's called type 3 diabetes. Have you, are you familiar with type 3 diabetes? Yeah, it's uh, insulin resistance in, in the brain. Yeah, and, and one of the benefits of progesterone is that it actually creates some degree of insulin resistance and, uh, because that's why people don't get sleepy because it blocks insulin and stuff like this. But if somebody already has insulin resistance and they take progesterone, it increases the insulin resistance in the brain and causes the body to release even more adrenaline. But they don't have a test for type 3 diabetes. Uh, and it's like the number one precursor to Alzheimer's. So actually using progesterone and having a reaction where people pour out adrenaline is a test for it. Um, it's rare, but it happens. I've seen that. But once you know that you do have insulin resistance in the brain, you can prevent Alzheimer's. Uh, because Alzheimer's is a disease of prevention. And yes. people don't realize that. If somebody is in that rare scenario where they have type 3 diabetes, they're not aware of it, they take progesterone and they get this surge of adrenaline, what, do they, what would happen to them? What, what symptoms would they get? Oh, well, again, they get palpitations, you know, rapid heartbeat, they feel anxious, and, and you, well, you know, all the symptoms of increased adrenaline, of, of adrenaline. 
But once they know that, you know, they can actually start doing a lot of ketones uh, for the brain, maybe even take something like berberine for insulin resistance and stuff, and they could prevent Alzheimer's from coming on. You may have heard that coconut oil can cure Alzheimer's. Again, it's another source of ketones. Right. Especially uh, from, from my research, C8 caprylic acid, which is a four, uh, MCT oil, has been shown to produce the most ketones in the body. So would you recommend if somebody is waking up at 2.30, 2, 2 to 3 a.m. in the morning every night, and uh, they don't want to really have a big meal before bed, would you recommend taking some, some MCT oil or a tablespoon of coconut oil before bed? Absolutely. Yes. Mm, awesome. You know, a good side dish, um, sweet potatoes that have been sliced and fried in coconut oil. Delicious. And, you know, it's something they could nosh on before going to sleep and use some progestin cream right before that. They'll sleep throughout the whole night. That sounds delicious. That could be on our keto flex days, which is our higher, higher carb days getting out of ketosis. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. What's surprising, Doc, is that you said your book is the only book that focuses on adrenaline dominance. Why do you think so many practitioners are, are missing this point? What's going on there? Well, you have to remember that, unfortunately, big pharma controls medicine. And they control what doctors learn in medical school. They control the medical boards. They control the FDA. They control everything when it comes to medicine. And, you know, what's interesting is that you have an entity that controls medicine that has no interest in people being healthy. And so they don't want doctors to know how to get people well. That's why doctors are not trained to treat the cause of illness. They're not trained anything with regard to hormones, even though hormones control everything in the body. Yeah. Doctors get no training in hormones. So they do the best they can by going to a weekend seminar, but they're not learning about hormones. Yeah, uh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. It's still surprising though, because there's functional doctors, there's holistic doctors, and they, they're still not really focusing. They're missing the point. It seems like many are missing the point with what you're talking about here. You know, I've gotten in touch with several functional medicine schools uh, to talk to them about adrenaline. They had no interest. <laughs> I respect the fact that functional medicine doctors, you know, approach problems related to the cause, but you cannot understand the causation of illness without knowing about adrenaline. Uh, because there are so many conditions that are related to adrenaline that, and they're missing it. Well, conversations like this for the general audience are, are important because it just it cuts out the middleman and it goes right to the people who want, who want this information. So that's why I love having conversations like this. When it comes to progesterone, taking the cream, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy your cream. We have a coupon code and a link. The coupon code is KETO10. And there's a link in the notes for anybody else to get your products, your books, et cetera. There's a lot of stuff on your website. I'm going to take the cream. How should I use the cream? Is this something that I should use for an extended period of time? Should I cycle on and off? What is the recommendation for, for usage for me? Well, first of all, you're going to be putting out adrenaline forever. And, and people should understand that hormones are genetic. So if somebody has increased adrenaline, they inherited that from one or both parents. So any child with ADHD, their parents have ADHD. They don't tell people that. But so with you, you're going to, you know, progesterone, your body will always be producing insulin. You will always be producing adrenaline. And after the andropause, men start making more estrogen than women have. But you don't hear that. But that, you know, that's where prostate can. So, so progesterone is good forever. Yeah, in other words, you're not going to cure your excess adrenaline. You can only treat it. And, you know, normally it goes on the forearm. You rub the two arms together. But the back of the neck is a real good place to put it if people have tension there. You've heard of people that have migraine headaches? Yep. Every patient in my whole clinical practice who thought they had migraine headaches they actually didn't have migraine headaches. Uh, there's another type of headache called occipital neuritis, and it causes excruciating headaches. It's always mistaken for migraine, and yet it's only caused by excess adrenaline creating pressure on the occipital nerve sheath. And it's a kind of headache that goes away within 24 hours. You know, I'm just saying that there's so much that medicine doesn't realize. You know, for example, you know, we mentioned colic in babies. I mean, wouldn't it be nice if doctors knew you'd get rid of it in three minutes just yeah. by putting progestin cream on the baby's belly? You know, I'm just saying ADHD, you can get rid of and, and, and bedwetting in children and, and road rage and, um, you know, fibromyalgia is considered incurable. 
Yeah, and it's so makes misdiagnosed too, or that's not even people don't b- believe some people who say that you know they're having these fibromyalgia symptoms. Well, yeah, I, I if you don't have a copy of my book, I will send you one, and we can send you some cream at the same time. So, yeah, that'll be great. Data. Yeah, I'll be yeah. a great case study, and I could give you feedback mm-hmm. too. You you had mentioned earlier that frequent urination could also be a cause of high adrenaline. How does that work? Well, actually, it's the high adrenaline that's the cause of the frequent urination. Um, they have a term, it's called a, um, an overactive bladder, the, an average hyphens on television. You know, women have, have this where they, every time they have to urinate, they have to run to the bathroom. And some women get leakage on the way to the bathroom. They call that uh, urgency incontinence. But again, it's all adrenaline. And the thing is, is that a lot of these women are getting Botox injections in the bladder now to treat this. And what they don't realize is that for the next three months, they're going to have to catheterize themselves every time they have to urinate. And yet they can get rid of it in 24 hours just by lowering adrenaline. The bottom line is, it's not hard to get people well. It really isn't. You just have to treat the reason why they're not well. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to get doctors to understand that. But... Whatever. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. What about, I mean, we, we, the last 18, 20 months, we've seen a surge in depression, suicide. What role does high adrenaline play with that? Well, when it comes to depression, there's basically two different types of depression. One is called a reactive depression. You know, somebody dies in the family or a, a pet dies or somebody loses a job. And so the people get depressed. Uh, because of something that they're reacting to. Now, there's another type of depression called endogenous depression. And this is a depression that comes from within. You know, people are depressed, but they don't know why they're depressed. And, and the most common cause of an endogenous depression is internalization of anger. And adrenaline is the anger hormone. And so just very often, just by lowering, you know, anger level, by re- reducing adrenaline, the depression goes away. So a lot of people very often have anxiety and depression, and the only cause of anxiety is is excess adrenaline. So panic attacks, for example. Panic, the only cause is adrenaline, yeah. And again, you know, PTSD and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, every day in the paper, there are very usually incidents of somebody having severe anger, causing, doing something, and I know what's happening. A lot of adrenaline out there, so... So progesterone seems to be the savior for so many people who are dealing with unnecessary suffering is what I'm hearing. It really is. You know, it's a miracle hormone. It really is. And it it doesn't get the kind of press that it needs. You know, doctors always talk about estrogen and testosterone and whatever. Nobody ever talks about progesterone. One of the most common questions I've been asked over the years is, can I have green juice on the ketogenic diet? My answer was always, uh, probably not. Most juices out there don't really source the right vegetables and it creates a glucose spike, which will knock you out of ketosis. It wasn't until recently that I discovered Farmer's Juice. Now, Farmer's Juice delivers keto-friendly juices that are organic, delicious, and full of functional ingredients. Most juices out there are not good. They have more sugar than a can of soda, They use low-quality produce from industrial farms, and they cost like $12 a bottle, which just make you hungrier than before and knock you out of ketosis. Green juice is a good concept, but the execution has been flawed. That's why I'm super excited to share with you the world's first keto-friendly, functional green juice line called Farmer's Juice. Farmer's Juice was founded by my friend Junaid, who was on the KetoCam podcast, and they focus on regenerative farming, which is the main reason why I love them. But if you look at their ingredients, high quality, they have focus greens, performance greens, digestive greens, peaceful greens, green athletics, and other flavors. And I've tested with a CGM. I've tested with my Keto Mojo. It does not kick you out of ketosis. Each Farmer's Juice bottle has one to one and a half pounds of organic produce, like cucumber, romaine, lettuce, celery, basil, mint, fennel, purple cabbage, ginger, turmeric, cilantro, and more. That's enough produce to give your diet a serious upgrade and to reduce inflammation, burn fat, and feel like a keto rock star. I love this company so much that they are officially a sponsor of the KetoCamp podcast. 
I encourage you to go to thefarmersjuice.com to check out their amazing green juices. I am personally on a monthly subscription and I'm about to get my mom on a monthly subscription. She just doesn't know yet. I'm going to surprise her with it. So head to thefarmersjuice.com, learn more about it, add into your cart. They also have delicious shots that could upgrade your immune system instantaneously. We will also drop a link down below in the podcast notes. Head to thefarmersjuice.com and use the coupon code KETOCAMP at checkout for $10 off your order. That is thefarmersjuice.com, coupon code KETOCAMP, no space in between, camp with a K. So I have a question for you. Okay. 40 plus years of research, tens of thousands of, of patients. If you had to pinpoint one surprising fact about the human body, right? That just blew you away. Besides the adrenaline part, what was that? And why did it surprise you so much? Now that I have to think about. Uh, <laughs> um, wow. Maybe it's a case, a case study, maybe something that you know, uh, an example of a patient that you, you healed with a certain condition, which was surprising. Well, I, one patient does to stick out in my mind is a, a 46-year-old man that he, he came in, his main complaint was that every morning he would wake up and vomit. And the only thing that will cause that kind of vomiting is adrenaline. And need, needless to say, he had severe fibromyalgia. Again, because he had a lot of adrenaline. So while he's sitting in my office, I, I took some progestin cream, and I, I put it on his arm, and he rubbed his arms together, and we started talking again. And after about five minutes, he sat back in his chair, and he looked at me, and he said, Doc, in my entire life, I have never felt this good. Wow. And that's only after five minutes. And, you know, what, what people don't really, it's very rewarding to get people well. It, it really is, you know, to hear, hear people say that they feel good. And unfortunately, doctors never hear it. Mm-hmm. You know, they give out these band-aids and antidepressants and this and that, whatever, but they, they're not fixing the problem. They're just giving out band-aids. And- yeah. Einstein said intellectuals solve problems, geniuses prevent them. So this is a, a genius approach right here. I, I love it. What What is uh, the final message you want to leave for the audience here to leave them empowered and take some action steps? Well, you know, people have to be become proactive. If they really want to be healthy, they can't depend on a medical system that has no interest in, in their being healthy. And, you know, people like you give such a wonderful, important message to these people, you know, to, that, again, to empower them to take the control of their own bodies and stuff like this. And so I commend people like you. I, I You guys are on the forefront to get getting people well. We can't, depend on a medical system, like I say, that has no interest in being healthy. And um, and people have to start realizing that. Yeah, amen. Thank you. No, I thank you for your tremendous work and research and, and taking a lot of arrows. I mean, 40 plus years, I'm sure you took a lot of arrows and you continue to do so, but you're speaking your truth and you're helping a lot of people. And I, and I think this conversation is going to help a lot of those listening. They're going to connect a lot of dots like I am myself, you know, the Raynaud's and I, I tend to sometimes have frequent urination and my dog having anxiety. So I'm connecting dots myself. So I appreciate you, uh, doc. Where's the best place to go check you out? Social media, website, et cetera. Well, my, my website is uh, platwellness.com, you know, www.platwellness.com. They can always email me at questions at platwellness.com if they have any questions. If they call, I'm usually the one that answers the phone. <laughs> so, wow. so I'm easy to get hold of if they have questions. And, you know, I, I wanted to change healthcare in this country. But believe me, you run into roadblocks. You know? Yeah, it needs to be grassroots effort, like conversations like this. That's the great thing about social media. Well, you know, people should understand, you know, I, I surrendered my license about 11 years ago, only because I, I, I spent all my own savings by fighting the, the medical board. And they went after me only because I was taking people off drugs. And they never had a complaint from a patient, but they had complaints from doctors because I had taken their patients off drugs. But the medical boards are funded by drug companies. So they went after me. So they've arrested me three times. Wow. For, well, for practicing medicine without a license. Yeah. Um, but I've never changed the way I approach patients. And... Um, so 
I still have my MD, but I'm not licensed. So understood. Thank you, Doc. Thank you for your yeah. tremendous work. We're going to put your website, your email, and everything mentioned can be found in the podcast notes along with the coupon code to get the progesterone and anything else on your website. I was looking at it today. You have a whole bunch of uh, items and, and your books are on there as well. So thank you for coming on the show and educating us on adrenaline. If I have, just a, Can we talk a little bit about COVID? Let's do it. Bonus bonus segment here. Let's talk about COVID. <laughs> well, it just, you know, the, the whole approach to COVID has to be the immune system. Mm-hmm. And what people don't realize is probably the most, one of the most effective ways of dealing with COVID is a high dose of vitamin D. Now, a lot of people know that, but people don't, what they don't know is that, first of all, we don't, we can't convert sunlight to vitamin D anymore. That's gone. So going out in the sun is not going to help. What do you mean that? What do you mean that's gone? Well, we don't convert sunlight to vitamin D anymore. At 0%? 0%. You know, you don't hear that. Mm -hmm. Okay. The other thing you don't, uh, is that people have to be aware that gel caps have oil in it and oil actually impairs the absorption of vitamin D. And, you know, the reason they put oil there is because their thinking is that vitamin D is a fat soluble vitamin, but vitamin D is not a vitamin. It's a pro hormone Mm -hmm. and the oil does impair the absorption of it. So I would recommend vitamin D in a powder form and with vitamin K2 to prevent vitamin D from putting calcium into the blood vessels. And they need about 10,000 units. Now, 10,000 units of vitamin D will prevent every flu there is. They'll never get the flu, ever. And that's a promise. But it won't prevent COVID, but it'll prevent them from getting sick from COVID. You know, all those hundreds of thousands of patients died in nursing homes. If they had given them vitamin D, it would have prevented that. But, But again, they want people doing the vaccine. Now, I'm not saying people shouldn't do the vaccine, you know. But what I'm saying is that it wouldn't hurt for them to also do the vitamin D. And, and also 10,000 units of vitamin D prevent sunburns. They won't have a sunburn if they start taking them out. And vitamin D prevents 26 different cancers. So I like vitamin D. We, we live in a country where they do not allow preventive medicine. There is no preventive medicine in this country. That's right. And the United States is on the bottom of the list of healthcare of all civilized countries. We have the highest incidence of every known disease. Mm-hmm. So that's, again, that comes back to people becoming proactive and taking charge of their own health. Well said. I agree. I, when I interviewed Dr. Anthony Jay from the, the Mayo Clinic uh, scientist, he said if, you're, if you have a vitamin D level of above 50, it's almost impossible to get a cytokine storm from COVID, uh, to your point, right? So I keep mine above 60. I do want to know more about how, what you mean when you say we cannot convert sunlight into vitamin D anymore. Like uh, uh, that's new information to me. So how, how can you explain more about why that's not the case? Well, no, I can't tell you why, because they, you know, I suspect it may have to do with, you know, environmental pollution or whatever. I don't know, but they've done studies in Hawaii. They've done studies in Costa Rica uh, where everybody there is low in vitamin D. And I've, I've, I've had never had a patient who had a normal vitamin D level who was not taking vitamin D, ever. But, but also... And I'm in Southern California. I mean, I'm, in, I'm in Florida and South right. Florida, and I see the same thing, chronic low levels of vitamin D. And of course, if it's 32 on your lab report, the doctor will tell you you're fine. But that's a deficiency. But I know that insulin and vitamin D have this inverted relationship. So could it also be that a lot of people are having just too much insulin, too much adrenaline, which is keeping vitamin D down from the it's sunshine? Is that very, could be very, very interesting question? I that could could be. I'm, yeah. Um, interesting. Because I have seen my vitamin D levels go up personally in the blood without supplementation and getting sunshine. But I keep my insulin low because I do keto and fasting. So that's why, you know, it's it's kind of new information to me. I would agree that most people will not be able to get their vitamin D to a certain point just by sunshine. They have to take the supplement the right way and, and eat an insulin-friendly diet. But it was just, it was a surprise that you said that. Well, in the old days, when we could go out in the sun and convert sunlight to vitamin D, 10, 10 minutes of sunshine provided 10,000 units of vitamin D. And so maybe it's still providing some degree, but not like it used to. Yeah, I believe that for sure. Yeah, fascinating. And, and you're so right. We should The government should be talking about metabolic health, not pushing in a, a vaccine. And even if you want to get the vaccine, great. That should be your decision to do so. But shouldn't the conversation be about 
metabolic health, shouldn't they be going door to door checking your vitamin D levels? I mean, that is what's going to solve the problem here, focusing on metabolic health. So I'm with you, Doc. Thank you for sharing that point. Okay. Been a pleasure. No. <laughs> No, it's been a pleasure. We're going to put your notes down below and your link down below. And uh, I look forward to uh, getting your, your products and uh, diving even deeper with your book. So thank you for today. Okay. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Like I said, it opened up a whole new rabbit hole of research for me, and I'm still in my research phase. I am going to start using some of his products. So I'll update you all on how that goes for me and my dog Ziggy, by the way, which was a super cool hack. If you want to get some of the products mentioned, his progesterone creams, his books, he has other things on his website. We do have a link for you we put in the podcast notes. It's platwellness.com slash discount slash keto10. And the coupon code is keto10. Again, we put that down in the show notes for you, along with all the other resources mentioned in the show notes. Please share this episode with somebody you know who you believe you could get value from this. Maybe somebody you suspect has a, an adrenaline dominance and this could actually make a big difference for them. And if you haven't left the Keto Camp Podcast, a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, please do so right now. Thank you so much for listening to the entire episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. I'll see you on the next episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.